0: Hello again. On today's episode of Tell Me, my friend Eric Dane is with us. Eric and I go way back. He's on a show now called Euphoria, which is a fantastic show on HBO. Eric and I worked together for years on Grey's Anatomy. We've been friends forever, and he's one of my favorite people. I hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Me.
1: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill.
0: Eric Dane's here. Wait, so I hang out with Dane all the time. For some reason, your voice sounds so amazing on this microphone. Why is that? I
2: don't know who makes these microphones. These are fantastic.
0: Ooh, see? Ooh. Maybe it's your headphones. Ooh. I don't know. Ooh, sexy Dane with the voice. You don't really sound like this in Stop person. It. I'm <laughs> blushing. My great Dane. That's what my nickname for him, the great Dane.
2: Living the dreamy PMD. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm real good.
2: That's my nickname for Ellen. Ellen Pompeo, medical doctor. EPMD, also a reference to the great hip-hop band EPMD.
0: Yeah, listen, I love on your Instagram when you do the hip-hop references. It's so funny. Oh, when
2: I mash them up with oh like my God. weirdos and old-timers and actors.
0: Yeah. EPMD, what was one of their hits?
2: God, I don't know. I know it's Eric Sermon, that the green-eyed bandit that leads that bandit off the top of my head. I couldn't tell you.
0: You have a better encyclopedia for that stuff than I do, for sure. How's Euphoria going?
2: Euphoria is great.
0: You're shooting season two. two. Yeah. Fun? Dark? What's going on?
2: Well, as dark as it is on screen, we have a fun time shooting it. You know, I know the subject matter can get a little heavy, a little intense, but we have a great time making this show. And I think we're like halfway through season two. I don't think HBO has announced the air date, so I'm not going to step on anybody's toes, certainly not HBO's. But it's probably coming sooner than you would expect.
0: Oh, good! I'm excited. I love your work on that show, oh, man. Thanks, Ellen. It's really good. Dane and I both are Scorpios. We have November birthdays. He's you're the tenth. I'm the tenth. I'm you're, the ninth. You're the ninth. Leo's the eleventh.
2: Leo's the eleventh. Yeah.
0: Scorpio trio. Yeah, what are we going to do this year for our birthdays? What can we do? Get older. No, stop. I don't want to get older. I know. Fifth floor, man, you it's know, brutal. I,
2: I was telling people I was 45 for like eight months, and then I Googled myself, <laughs> and I realized that I was turning 44, and I felt like I gained an entire year back in my life. I felt like I cheated cheated death a little bit.
0: Wait, wait. I so, forgot
2: how old I was.
0: Okay, yeah. so first of all, I'm a little pissed that you're still in your 40s, because I'm not anymore. Second of all, what if Google's wrong? Uh,
2: well, no, I did the math. I recalibrated my brain, and I said, wow, I thought I was a year older. I see. After 40, you just, you know, 40's a big one, and then 41, 42, you just stop counting. I'm 48 now, like, at this point, it's just numbers.
0: Yeah, you're right around the corner, though, but 50 is like a whole different psychological...
2: Is it? I have friends who have turned 50 and said that things get things get better. We become better choosers with age, you know? Our bodies aren't the same, We don't have the agility we used to have. I'll just say that.
0: (laughs) For sure. Also, it's like just trying to be grateful for like knowing that you could, you know, not be alive. So at a certain age, you're like, oh, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm happy to not have gotten sick or have anything happen. So it's like you have to be grateful when you're older. That's a good way to feel good about being older.
2: Yeah. Well, you also start recognizing your own mortality when we're in our 20s, our 30s. We
0: think we're immortal. Totally. And then we do all the dumb shit.
2: Yeah.
0: Are you going to travel anytime soon? I'm like really itching to go somewhere.
2: No, but let me tell you something. I went to Shanghai during the pandemic mm-hmm. to make a movie
0: mm-hmm.
2: for the Chinese market. Mm-hmm. So I've done all the traveling I need to do for a while. <laughs> Let's just put it that way.
0: You don't miss going to New York or getting a little city vibe?
2: Yeah, I'd like to go to New York. I'd like to go to an island. I'd like to, but I'm working right now.
0: What was Shanghai like? I've never been to China.
2: Shanghai City Center is beautiful. The Bund, the river, the most of the city's built on It's beautiful. The French concession's beautiful. But, you know, I was just making sure I didn't get lawless in Shanghai. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right, right, right. (laughs) Danes behaving himself.
2: I am. I am. But I still think like an 18-year-old.
0: Right. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of ladies who appreciate that.
2: Arrested development.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. What else is going on?
2: Well... We had a good time last Saturday.
0: We did. So Dane and I did an escape room. We took the kids.
2: We almost finished it.
0: We almost finished both Actually, of Actually, the
2: kids, the kids, Stella and Billy, the kids finished all their escape rooms. <laughs> and Ellen and I, we, we the first one we got out of and I was like, how far away were we? She, they were like, you were like halfway through. <laughs> Second one, we got like three quarters of the way through. I was very proud of that.
0: You know, I'm doing more this weekend. The kids are obsessed. I'm going back to that same place.
2: It's very cool, that place.
0: It's very cool. And the kids love it. So Stella said to me, do you want to do the same room? Right. Because now you could get through it faster and you could feel better about yourself. Yeah, skills. it's good
2: for your self-esteem. But How many rooms are there there? There's like 10 different rooms, right? Yeah, There's at passports least. passports we give us, right? Yeah.
0: At least. I've been to some that are like very sketchy and not... Very...
2: I've been to one of those too. It's just not the full immersive experience as this one is.
0: Right. That one's really, really good. I called Justin because, you know, Justin used to love having Halloween parties. Yeah. And I thought like that would be a very good place to have a Halloween party. He like, never rent invited out the me whole place.
2: to his Halloween parties. I spoke to him yesterday. I'm going to give him shit on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to see him on Sunday.
0: I mean, listen, he's going to be in the offer playing Brando. Yeah. And I heard that that shit was insane. I heard his performance is yeah, unbelievable. It, yeah,
2: yeah. And he's a very talented guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure his Brando was great. And I'm sure he wasn't actually doing the Brando that everybody would have expected him to do. I'm sure he's playing it as truthfully as he possibly can.
1: yeah. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today.
0: It's so fun to see you guys go do other things. You know, as much as I miss seeing you all every day or all the time.
2: There was a special chemistry, you know, the original cast.
0: Yeah, lightning, which you get with charismatic people.
2: Are you calling me charismatic? Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> He's low-key charismatic.
2: Low-key charismatic, yeah. correct. I'm not a peacock with my charisma.
0: Uh-uh. mm mm-hmm.
2: You got matcha in one hand and green tea in the other?
0: No, this is matcha. Yeah. And then I have hibiscus over here.
2: Oh, my God. You've been drinking that hibiscus. I think that's the first thing you offered me when I showed up to work. You were like, have a nice hibiscus tea. They're <laughs> so great.
0: It tastes like
2: Let me tell you, Alan has been drinking hibiscus tea for a good 15 plus years.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for sure. I'm super into tea. It's good for you.
2: I brought a lot of great teas back from Shanghai.
0: Ah, I bet you did. Yeah. That black tea. What's it called? Uh, Pu'er.
2: Pu'er. Pu'er yeah. tea? Yeah.
0: Stuff's really good for you.
2: I brought some back that was aged from 2003. Got hooked up with a tea dealer over there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he brought me all these really fancy
2: teas. And I was like, I'll just take this one and this one. And I got some really great green tea. and Right. That's about as exciting as my trip to Shanghai was.
0: So wait, we were talking... About the other day, we were talking about who made Tony Soprano, right? You loved it, you watched it.
2: I watched it, I loved it for the nostalgia mm-hmm. that it hit. You know, seeing all the younger characters, I wish they would have brought out Michael Ganolfini a little earlier. But uh, are they doing another one?
0: I don't know, but I still haven't had the time to watch it.
2: I thought Alessandro Novola was great.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I like him as an actor.
0: Yeah. It's so much pressure to do something like that. It doesn't it's...
2: mean I don't like him as a person. I don't know him personally, but right. I do like him as an actor
0: it's like Justin playing Brando like, or Kristen Stewart playing Diana which the reviews for that are incredible are they? yeah
2: is that The Crown?
0: no it's not The Crown The Crown is the TV show which is incredible
2: yeah yeah I watched a couple seasons of it
0: I did too actually when I got my COVID vaccine my second shot I was down for like eight hours so I was sick and I watched like a whole season of it
2: I'm a Peaky Blinders guy
0: ah, I haven't seen Peaky Blinders it's
2: fantastic is and there? I think season six is about to air or it's coming soon or they're still shooting it I don't know but I know there's a season six is gonna be the final season and seasons one through five were terrific okay you got to watch that one I do that one's fantastic
0: okay I'll watch that one
2: I tried watching Handmaid's Tale Uh and it was just so dark and that gal just couldn't catch a break, and I tapped out when like she left the house to go to the garage. And then there was after everything that had happened, there's a wolf out there, and I'm like, I can't anymore. I can't. Yeah, guy. I mean, yeah. this poor girl.
0: So funny that like I've been on a show for 116 seasons because I can't. I can't really stick with anything.
2: How many episodes you have done?
0: Like 380.
2: Good or god. Something.
0: Good god. Yeah, it's a lot. And I don't stick with stuff. Like I can't watch well, You stuck I, with oh well. For someone who could do something for so long.
2: So why are you saying you can't stick with something? That's, you're stuck that's with the two thing. huge things. Right.
0: I know, I know. So I have to not be a commitment craze on something. And I guess it's T V shows. Like I can only watch them for a season or two.
2: Listen, I hear you. I can't do it either. I can't watch TV on TV.
0: Right. What about Shit's Creek? Have you ever seen Shit's Creek? I've never
2: seen Shit's Creek. Come on. There's don't... so much stuff I haven't seen.
0: Oh my god. Okay. I'll watch Peaky Blinders if you watch Shit's Creek.
2: I'll watch Shit's Creek.
0: Okay. It's so funny. It's like you can blast. No, I right hear through it's them. great.
2: I mean, look, they win all these awards. I'm sure it's good.
0: I geeked out on them at the Emmys. I like freaked out when I saw them. Oh, you did? Oh yeah. Like I literally was like jumping up and down like a five year old with lollipops.
2: I sculpted Eugene Levy. What? Yeah. Really? I did. Well, it was by accident. I'm gonna bring it up and you can laugh at it.
0: Okay. Wait, you sculpt?
2: Yeah, just for fun. Oh I, I mean
0: didn't even... you can see
2: my Eugene Levy and tell me if I'm any good at it.
0: Okay. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Where do you do that?
2: In my breakfast nook.
0: <laughs> so what kind of clay is that? Is that do you like bake that and make it hard? It's like earth clay. No, earth it'll clay. dry
2: out. I see. Yeah. I
0: see. What made you sculpt Eugene Levy? You pick Levy. up a lot
2: of things when there's a global pandemic.
0: It's true. But specifically, you don't watch Schitt's Creek. What inspired you to sculpt him?
2: I think Eugene Levy's hilarious. He
0: is amazing. He really is amazing.
2: And honestly, it was an accident. I was like, huh, this kind of looks like Eugene Levy. Let's go with it.
0: Oh. Yeah. But you were going for a face.
2: I was going for a face. Yeah. It turned out to resemble Eugene Levy, so I just drove a truck through it. What else is going on?
0: What else? I, oh my God, I really want to see the James Bond.
2: Yeah, I might see it this Sunday.
0: Really? Can I come?
2: Yeah, probably. Are you
0: going on a date? No. Who are you going with?
2: I'm going with a friend to a friend's house and we're going to screen it there.
0: Oh, that's so fancy.
2: Yeah, he's fancy.
0: I love the Bond movies.
2: I do too. I love Daniel Craig as James Bond. I do too. As like the origin story.
0: Yeah. What's the one when they're in Venice and all the water starts coming up.
2: Casino Royale. Casino I think, Royale.
0: Right? That scene is unbelievable.
2: Yeah. And that's when he loses his love. That's right. When yes. He She's underwater f- in yeah. the
0: tank. And I just thought, oh, my God, to film those scenes and just be underwater.
2: And that's when he is like, no more commitments for me. Right. With women.
0: Yeah. They just started
3: putting up all the posters around town. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
0: You grew up in San Francisco. Do you ever go up there?
2: I do. All my family has sort of migrated into the city, so it's an easy trip for me to make uh-huh. and get to see everybody. But, you know, you go for a weekend and you got 15 people to see. It's enough to sort of
0: not make you want to go,
2: not make you want to go. Yeah. I was looking for a better word. (laughs) There's a word out there, but look, as I said, I'm 48 years old. Sometimes like how many times you leave the house and then go back in to grab something that you forgot.
0: A million. Like the fucking car keys. Yeah,
2: car keys. Like how are you you supposed to to even
0: go anywhere without the car keys? I
2: just run up and down stairs grabbing stuff.
0: Boston's further away, so I can't really go back to Boston that much because it's so far anyway. You know, it's a little harder for you to make excuses. Well, San
2: Francisco's a quick flight.
0: Yeah, I love it up there. It's so pretty.
2: I know. It's my favorite city. Although I do love L.A. You do? I do.
0: Do you love New York the same?
2: I love New York. I spent some time in New York, a lot of time in New York. I love New York, but I started to feel like, look, I'm a West Coast kid. I grew up in California. I started to feel like I was in like this hamster, like habit trail sort of thing. I need space.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people. I
2: want to drive.
0: So what's interesting is when I moved here from New York City, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I felt like I was in a suburb. I was like, where are the people? There's too many trees. They're all in their cars. I'm so freaked out. I need a city. I need to go back to the city. And over the last 10 years, now Hollywood feels like Times Square. It's like super populated. People walk now. It has a much more of a city vibe than it ever did before. And now I don't like it.
2: Yeah, it's a little fragmented, though. You know, you get that on Hollywood Boulevard. Now it's amplified by 10x, right? Right, yeah. You get that in Silver Lake. You get that in Santa Monica and Venice. But, you know, the distance between Silver Lake and Venice is probably 14 miles and it'll take you an hour and a half easy to get there. There's so many cars on the road. Traffic is, you know, we complain about it all the time. LA is known for its traffic and it is real. One thing about New York that's so fantastic is that everybody's out on the street. So you have that human connection with everybody. Yeah. I think it's good. We don't have that in Los Angeles. Everybody's in their cars, fucking texting and not paying attention to driving and just doing all this crazy shit that really bums me out. My spirituality goes into the hay pile when I'm sitting in traffic in L.A.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people feel like that. But I will say that's one great thing about podcasts. That's what I started to do is just like listen to podcasts in the car because I don't want to listen to the radio.
2: Well, how many people listen to the radio?
0: Well, I mean, terrestrial even, even, radio. I, mean, I don't even mean like terrestrial, like any radio, like any music. Like Sirius circuit. or yeah. anything
2: like that. Did you see it's the not... Wu-Tang documentary biopic on Hulu? Mm-mm. You should watch it. It's great. Is it? Yeah. It's a nostalgia thing, too. You see all the origins of these characters coming up and forming this crew.
0: Right, right. Oh, I actually saw... Yeah, I saw a trailer for it. I'll put that in my queue of 50 would, million things to oh, watch. Oh,
2: right, right. You first is Peaky Blinders.
0: Okay, Peaky Blinders. I think
2: you'll enjoy that.
0: Then Wu-Tang documentary. Chris loves documentaries. It's all he does is watch It's a biopic,
2: but I mean, as far as you know, anyone's concerned, it's pretty truthful. You know, RZA helped write it.
0: Mm-hmm. He, oh, well, there Zach you go.
2: Produced it. Method Man Exec produced it.
0: Okay. So you got some authenticity there. A
2: very authentic
0: right don't you wonder how like people remember shit like i couldn't go back and like write a biopic of like my you know beginning of my career i don't remember anything like chris has an amazing memory yeah and he tells me stuff he's like remember when we went to paris and i'm like nope don't remember that at all wait we were in paris we together, were in paris weren't we? together yeah. we were in that club it was under the ground it was like really oh, small yeah, like yeah. a basement i was a little bit freaked out
2: yeah it was a cool club i think it was called neo
0: see how do you remember that
2: i'm an elephant babe
0: See? You guys remember shit.
2: We remember details. What else you know? do you
0: remember? What else did we do when we were young and cool?
2: Well, we would go to Monte Carlo. Yeah. That was fun.
0: Were you on the plane when it landed sideways?
2: I know I was not on the I would have
0: remembered that. Oh, my God. I mean, I remember Chandra was on the plane with our kids. Yeah. Justin was on the plane with Keisha, and I was on the plane with Chris, and we landed in Nice— And it must have been windy or something. Yeah. And the plane just sort of like. Going all
2: over the place until It just fishtailed. That's always fun.
0: Oh, my God. And then we got off of the plane and went to the helicopter. So the helicopter could take us to Monaco. And the helicopter pilot.
2: I didn't get to go to Monaco that way. The plane I was on was a commercial flight. It landed perfectly. And then we got into a car.
0: Right. And the helicopter pilot just had this, like, devious smile on his face, like, ooh, some American tourists. I'm going to terrorize them in a tiny little helicopter over the ocean. And that's exactly what he did. He like That must
2: have been a fun trip.
0: Yeah. I got to go somewhere. I'm ready for this pandemic to be over.
2: You know, I don't know that it's going to be over. I I think it's just going to be an annual thing. And I think we'll figure out socially how to move around again, Mm -hmm. you know? deal with businesses and I don't think everybody's going to have to be masked up all the time but there will definitely be a time of year like flu season where COVID spikes and we start wearing mask mandates come back we start wearing masks we have to get the booster shot like I just don't see it going away I mean There are so many people who just refuse to get a vaccine or refuse to wear a mask. And that's not really the hill I'm willing to die on. You know, I got much bigger hills I'd rather die on than that. So I just kind of, I comply.
0: Me too. First of all, I love a mask because I haven't really even gotten a cold. You know, true. I'm kind of like into it. I'm like, yeah, like I didn't even get a cold this year or last year. I had Adam Grant on the podcast and we were talking about the vaccine thing. And I said, for me, the vaccine thing is like, okay, so even if you believe in COVID, you don't like the vaccine or you don't believe in the science behind the vaccine, you're scared of it. But if you get COVID, are you going to go to the hospital? Most people are like, yeah. Okay, so what are they going to put in your IV at the hospital? You're okay with that. And Adam Grant said he asked one of his friends, do you think the world is round? And the friend was like, yeah. And he's like, well, have you ever, like, been up in a spaceship and seen that the actual Earth is round? And the guy was like, no. And he's like, well, why H- do you, how, do you how, how do you believe that the Earth is round then? Because the <laughs> oh, scientists, God, like, oh, astronomers <laughs> figured it out. I mean, man, it's crazy.
2: I think people just, especially in this country, don't like to be told what to do. For sure. So it's not so much them not believing that a vaccine could work. Or that COVID exists. It's just like, don't tell me what to do.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think you're right. You just hit the nail right on the head right there. People don't want to be told what to do.
2: Nobody likes being told what to do. But like I said, it's not the hill I'm ready to die on.
0: I definitely don't like being told what to do.
2: No, of course not. Nobody likes being told what to do.
0: But if a doctor says, like, you'll do this or you'll die, that should all do. do. But like when it comes to like, yeah, I'm kind of defiant in that way, too, I would say for sure.
2: I think we all are by nature defiant. We're Americans. We started out defiant.
0: That's true. I think it's so interesting. Now, do your kids, what do they learn in school? That's the other thing that people are all up in arms about is our kids are similar in ages and what these kids learn in school and people are like terrified that they're going to change what they're teaching the children. They should change what they're teaching the children. I agree. I don't see what's wrong with changing what they teach the children.
2: All it's going to do is create a different perspective.
0: For sure. Which
2: needs to happen. hmm Because things change, and people are reluctant to embrace change.
0: Yeah, for you know? sure.
2: And people are uncomfortable with change, myself included, but yeah. it's a necessity. we got to keep moving forward and keep growing. It's true. We're like weeds.
0: We're like weeds, in yeah. In the sunlight. What are you doing for the rest of the day?
2: I'm going to go to the gym because I need to keep my body in shape for euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> you like how I work that in?
0: Yeah, you taking your shirt off?
2: I do a couple times this season. Wait, I mean it just wouldn't be cal if I didn't take my shirt off.
0: Right, right, for sure. Do you have a say in your character?
2: You know, I don't want a say in my character. I, see. I trust Sam Levinson so completely that whatever he decides I'm cool with Mm -hmm. because I trust that it's going to end up in a good place last season I was a little bit not reluctant per se but kind of cautious and like where is this going like I'm going to lean into it but where is it going and this season surprised me a lot we get a little bit into Cal's backstory and It's going to be a fun ride, you know. Nice. As dark as it gets sometimes, Mm -hmm. still a very compelling television show. And we're shooting on film this year, a 35 millimeter Kodachrome.
0: Oh my goodness, really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So
2: the aesthetic is going to be...
0: Oh, it's going to look beautiful.
2: Gangbusters.
0: So collaboration-wise, is there a conversation about your arc for the season or no? Are they completely finished writing all the episodes by the time you start shooting? Or are they writing and shooting at the same time? No.
2: He's written all eight episodes. Okay.
0: So does he let you know what that looks like when you start shooting or?
2: I don't ask. Oh. I'm sure he would. But I don't ask. I just kind of, like, get on the wave and ride it. It's fun.
0: Right. Nice.
2: I mean, Sam is an interesting guy. As a director and a writer, he took four years of acting. I don't know if it was Stanislavski or something. It was method acting. You know, because eventually he he knew he was going to have to be able to communicate with actors and speak the same language and, and be able to kind of do some of the stuff on his own so that he could help the actor achieve what his vision is.
0: I'm glad you're having fun doing that. A lot of fun. Are your shooting days super long?
2: I mean, look, it's television, film industry, motion picture industry. All the days are long. Yeah. And they could be made shorter in some of the departments for the greater good. But all the days are long. It's not a nine to five job by no stretch of the imagination.
0: For sure. Do you feel like, I mean, obviously you love your job and Euphoria is a big hit show. So aside from that, do you feel like acting is still something that you are still in love with and not not the acting so much of like, but the waiting?
2: That doesn't bother me anymore right. because I fell in love with this character and right, the show right, and right. the people I work with and Sam Levinson's a generational director. And it's just, it's so great creatively. It's inspiring. I'm, you know, I yeah. love getting out of bed and going to work.
0: That's great. Eight episodes?
2: Eight episodes. We're always going to do eight,
0: I think. I think that's
2: a sweet spot.
0: Yeah, I do too.
2: How many do you guys do now?
0: We do... We do 20. It all depends. I mean, they would like to do more, but like last year, we only had to do 16, Mm -hmm. which is great. I've had conversations about like, I think, you know, network TV really should lower their episode. I think it would be better for everybody, better for the writers to create better stories. I find in network TV, the writers are just like, what are we going to do now? instead of if you did half the amount of episodes you'd get better storyline you'd get much better storyline yeah for sure you know the financial model is just something they seem unwilling to change you guys are selling cars yeah and iphones
2: the fall lineup airs in september mm-hmm. and that's when all the new automotive companies release their new cars
0: Also, the movies. You know, movie trailers pay the most for advertising. Really? Yeah. This is what was told to me, is that Thursday night is the most lucrative night to be on television because the movie studios used to pay the most for advertising time.
2: On Thursday night?
0: On Thursday nights because they were advertising their weekend movies.
2: Now, was that something that was created by NBC with Musty TV, Friends and ER?
0: No. I mean, as long as the movie studios have been promoting their movies...
2: Okay, so this goes back to pre-OSC TV.
0: Whenever they started making trailers for movies and promoting movies on television, that's probably when it started because all the movies always come out on the weekends. Do you miss going to the movies?
2: You know, with the technology, yes and no. With the technology we have available to us today, the size of the screens, the sound systems, like you can have a cinematic experience in your living room, right? There are certain movies... I would really like to see on the big screen. And we'll only see on the big screen. Bond, for sure. Bond, yeah. Yeah. But there are certain films that I can get the experience at home.
0: Yeah. Do you think the movie business is going to come back the way it was ever?
2: Like, is the studio ever going to make a $40 million movie again?
0: Yeah, a movie that isn't a, a Marvel movie.
2: I don't know. I think that's gone by way of the Western.
0: <gasps> oh, Of They Fall comes out.
2: That looks cool.
0: My friend James Samuels directed that. He's the most creative person. He's incredible.
2: That's terrific. I'm I would love to, to do that. a Western. Would you really? Oh my God! Yes, yeah, so would fun. I would love to do a Western.
0: You ride horses?
2: No, but I'm a quick study. Last horse I rode was in Tuscany.
0: <gasps> stop it!
2: And it was a it was an old palio horse.
0: There's the visual, Eric Dane on a horse in Tuscany. Yeah. Hear that, ladies?
2: I didn't go too far, I gotta <laughs> tell you though.
0: No, why?
2: Well, because my horse's name was Donna Violenta. And I <laughs> said, What 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 does it mean in English? And he says, Violent woman. And I'm like, I'm out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? Was she like a little
2: Well Palio horses are nuts. That race in Siena. Oh yeah. They're nuts.
0: I've never seen it, but I've been to Siena once. You know, it's crazy. They run on the brick. They, yeah, in they, the, put, in the they put dirt on the brick. Yeah, those poor horses, man. I hate all those movies, like, when you see the horses and you're yeah. just like, I just don't feel bad for the people I at all. I only great, feel bad for the horses.
2: Great book called Il Trenta Assassina, called The 13 Assassins. And it's about all the great Palio horse jockeys. And these guys were tough as nails. I mean, they're fighting each other on the horses as they're ripping around the square on basically bricks, right? Yeah. It's a wild ride.
0: I remember I went to Siena. It was cold when I was there. And we went in some restaurant. And I think the waiter was, like, convinced that I only wanted free bread. And I was so hungry. And I couldn't wait till, like, my food was coming. So you were like, bring me more bread. And I was like, can I have bread, please? And he was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no more bread for you. I think he thought I was just there to like, I was a tourist who like couldn't afford to eat. And he just didn't want to get me free bread because right. he thought I was just trying to get free food.
2: Right. You went to the wrong restaurant.
0: Yeah. I look very sketchy, you see.
2: Yeah. You're yeah. a threat. I yeah. mean, you're a for threat sure. walking down the street. I'm crossing <laughs> the street, go.
0: I love you for doing this. Thank you.
2: Oh, my God. Anytime.
0: Well, let's watch Euphoria when it comes out. We don't know exactly when it's coming out, but it's coming out. Zendaya is the most gorgeous creature I've ever seen in my life, and I love her.
2: Oh, my God. Zendaya is amazing. Oh, my God. Incomparable.
0: I loved seeing the both of you. It's a great show, and I'm so proud of you, and I love you.
2: Thank you. I love you, too.